another edition of Bumming with Bobcat, and I am your host, as always, the one and only Bumwine Bob, not to be confused with who will be joining us shortly, and that is the, uh, as he goes by, the Bob Man, which is uh, is actually uh, creator, writer, director, actor, uh, Bobby Del Rio, will be a guest on the show in just a few moments, so uh, make sure to stick around for that, but you know, it's been a... Uh, a crazy weekend, a crazy week in the in the world of bum wine bob. So we're finally just getting the time now to decompress a little bit, uh, relax. Um, a friend of mine got married this past weekend. I would like to give a, another congratulations to Brian and Kim on their wedding. Uh, it was a great time had by all. Uh, a lot of wedding festivities over the past week. So. Those of you that were wondering at bumwinebob.com why uh, we did not have some of our favorite features this past week, that would be why. Uh, just uh, but but re- be rest assured that the drinks have been flowing, and will continue to be flowing uh, for the foreseeable future. So just because we didn't have any new uh, cult moo reviews this week, or a McStud review, or a feature of the week. This past Friday, uh, be rest assured that they will be back this week. All your uh, regularly scheduled programming will be back at Bumwine Bob for you guys. So be sure to stay tuned for all that good stuff because, you know, I still have to get through my box of beer and possibly that could be this Friday's next uh, beer review and, and beer of the week. Uh, you never know. I could go out to the liquor store tomorrow and find something totally different that I want to feature on the site. So, so you know, you just you toss things up in the air. You never know what's going to come crashing down, uh, uh, either good or bad. So be sure to to head to bumwinebob.com throughout this week. Tell your friends, uh, and we can see what we'll have for you guys because it's always a a fun time when we do the show, uh, getting new content on the website. The brown bag specials are out there, and they are available for purchase. So if you haven't done so already, head to shop.bumwinebob.com and order yours. Order one for you, your friends, uh, anybody else who might be interested in you know some nice, stylish brown bag koozies. You can't go wrong with that. I kept a bottle of Night Train in a brown bag koozie this past Saturday from, uh, I would say, about 11 a.m. to just about 11 p.m. 
uh, that was in my backpack that I had with me. And it still was, it wasn't very cold. It's not like, you know, you got to serve the Night Train Express very cold. It says so right on the bottle. But it was still cool. I will give it that much credit. So, you know, you get uh, 12 hours of a cool beverage from these brown bag koozies so so this ain't this ain't no cheap shit that we're we're hawking on you guys out there you know while yes it might be made in china they did a great job with it um (laughs) out there so so be sure to pick up yours and and enjoy the the brown bag specials and all the other great goodies we have out there for you guys because i do want to start getting the the new uh t-shirts out there and speaking of t-shirts before we get into uh this week's episode if you saw uh the misprint well i don't know if you want to call it a misprint or uh i had ordered through vistaprint who does um a lot of these little little bum bob goodies i've been ordering some stuff from them and i had ordered a long sleeve shirt through them of the Bowling with Bobcat, the the bottle on the front, and then on the back the the Bobcat with the bottle and and Bowling Bob behind it, and uh, the the first one that I ordered they sent me, the bottle was totally crooked, totally off centered, and while uh, a lot of people said you know it kind of is fitting for it being a Bowling Bob shirt, uh, I still took a picture, sent it to them. They said, oh yeah, fine. Uh, yeah, totally. We'll send you a, a new shirt. So, you know, I wait the couple days and it, it comes back and I get the package in the mail and, and what do I get? And I look at the, the shirt and it's not a Bumwine Bob shirt. It is the, uh, the 12th annual Napa Valley Mustard Festival, uh, t-shirt that somehow got mixed up in the assembly line while they did put my sticker on the bag, you know, hence why they must have scanned it in, put my shipping label on it and sent it to me. So, uh, somebody out there in the world who was expecting a Napa Valley mustard festival t-shirt got their very own bum, bum wine, Bob, bumming with Bobcat shirt instead. So if you're out there, if you're with the lucky one who got the, the bum wine, Bob shirt, and I have your mustard festival shirt, uh, be sure to hit me up and uh, and let me know. Maybe the Mustard Festival is something we would like to sponsor in the future. Maybe we get some bum wine mustards out there for people to enjoy. It could be the next uh, business venture. Maybe that's where the money is in the, the Mustard Festival. So so we shall see. Like I said, if you, if you got the, the Bum Wine Bob t-shirt, and you're expecting the Mustard Festival t-shirt, just uh, let me know, and I will be sure to to make it happen on, on my end over here, and we can see what we can work out together. So so there you have it. So like I said, it's been a, a crazy week in, in the world of, of Bum Wine Bob, but we're looking to, to get things back on track this week with a another edition of the, the podcast. Uh, we have a couple weeks to go. Until uh, until vacation time, uh, it's the middle of summer. Football's right around the corner. We'll get all the info for you guys later in the show about the the Pick'em League as usual. But let's not uh, waste any more time, and uh, we will uh, we will dial them up now, and we will uh, we will get Bobby on the line here. 
I am connecting to him right now. See if he picks up. <laughs> Hello? Hey, Bobby. Hello? Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. This is this is Bumwine, Bob. How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, good. Well, we, we can only hope, right? Hopefully other people can hear it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like like I say, every single time, there's always something. It seems like every time we do something, we run into some sort of issue. So it's kind of a a standard. So hopefully it's hopefully it's all good. I always pray every podcast. I just cross my fingers and hope for the best. And uh, yeah, just yeah, to yeah. verify, Bob, we are 100% live. Just checked it on the feed and we okay. are all good. Okay, perfect. All right. See, that's why we have Nathan. He does a great job. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. <laughs> Happy to help. Yeah, you don't want to be doing one of those where uh, somebody forgets to hit the record button and you did a whole uh, podcast and you have nothing to show for it. That's like the worst. That's like my worst uh, fear coming to life is having a show that's recording for an hour and then not having it recording. So I actually, funny story, just so you, I don't even think I've told you this, Bob. I have five different things recording the show right now. I have Ustream recording it just in case. I have our streaming software recording it, two on the website and one through my actual audio processor just to make sure. This guy's so intense. Holy fuck! <laughs> yeah. This is this is legit here. Yeah, this is we yeah, got this is what I do. Of the backups of the backups. So you am know, I allowed to swear or am I not? Yeah, to say whatever the okay. fuck you want. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's it. Yeah, man. This is any anything you want. I mean, look at this. I mean, we specialize here in, uh, I mean, in cheap drinking and, and cheap booze. So you can say any any curse words and any shit you want to say. Get it get it all off your chest here. As I say, it's a a judgment free zone. Is what I preach here. You can go off on whatever. Okay. I won't like. I'm not gonna go out of my way, you know, to say all the swear words I know. But it's good to know. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Sometimes you're you're having a conversation and it just kind of fits in the story perfectly, and you don't want to be, you know, uh, held back with it. So so it's right. great. Awesome. So, so so how 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 are you doing tonight? Uh, pretty good, man. I just finished um, a pretty successful run of a play that I wrote and starred in here in Toronto. Yeah, I was gonna say I was looking through uh, your feed ever since we set this up, and I see. I mean, you you do a lot of different things, and you're 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 a very busy, man. I can, I can see. You know, creator, writer, director, actor, and like I said, I did see about you. You created your own play and and just finished that. So so what was yeah. the so what was the story behind that? How did you get started with that? Uh, well, it was pretty cool. So it was a play called Professionally Ethnic. Um, and it's all about basically what it's like to be um, an actor from a multicultural background in the entertainment industry. The story is interesting because I actually wrote the play 10 years ago. Uh, and I actually got it published in a very prestigious like academic journal here in Canada. But... Um, Actually, when I wrote it 10 years ago, everybody says that I was like I was racist for writing it. So nobody wanted to do it. And then 10 years later, we were like one of the hits of like one of the best festivals here in Canada called Summerworks. Uh, and it was basically viewed as a mainstream comedy. Yeah, I know I was reading. I read one of the uh, the reviews about it. And I know everybody was saying it's kind of like uh, your own take on uh stereotypes and, and racism and, and things like that in the, the world of acting. But people have said that it was, it was really, it was really funny. So I guess you did a, 
you turn something that could be, you know, very serious, uh, which is, but you put a nice spin on it. Yeah, and that was always my intention. But, you know, it was funny, 10 years ago, the climate was very different. I mean, now we're in a climate where, you know, Oscar's so white and all this stuff. Like, it's just kind of like, almost like just normal conversation around the water cool, the water cooler, you know? But like 10 years ago, like, people would never say something like that because people would just freak the hell out. So I wrote a whole play about this stuff that you weren't allowed to say. So at the time, it was so controversial. Uh, and so nobody wanted to touch it because it was too controversial. But now, like 10 years later, it's so funny how people are like, oh, cool. Like, it's about time somebody said it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is that <laughs> same script. Like, I said this 10 years ago when nobody would listen to me. But God, now everybody wants to... Yeah, that's exactly on what board it is. With it. Yeah. I mean, how, how did it come across? Did you throw it back out there again recently? Or did somebody come across it and saw that you had created this thing 10 years ago? And then they said, oh, you know, we should. I actually, uh, I actually, it's funny you ask me that because I actually um, published the whole, I wrote the whole story on my Facebook account today and I go quite in depth. Um, but basically, it was very random. It was like this theater festival that had like rejected me before, just like asked me if I had any new scripts to send this year. So I just I didn't really think about it. And I was like, because oh, I, I always think about this play because it's published. Right. But nobody ever wants to do it. I'm just like, all right, well, fuck, I'll just send it again. <laughs> you know, it's been 10 years. Right. So I'm, I'm not super hopeful at this point, but I'm like, well, I did write it. Uh, maybe yeah, yeah. Might as well, might, yeah, might as well keep trying, you know. So you just kind of kept uh, pushing away at it, saying, "Oh, maybe this is the time, you know, somebody wants to to do it." And then finally, somebody said, "Oh, cool, let's let's do this now. This is perfect." That's exactly what it was. And then everyone who read it was like, "Oh my God, it's about time somebody said this." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's about time that I said it ten years ago." You know, like it, yeah. it was published in 2009 and everyone was like, what a fresh perspective. And it's just it's kind of ridiculous, but it's actually become sort of the biggest theater hit of my career. We've got so much press. Um, but it's funny because the image that we use, which was my director's idea, but the image that we use is on the poster and everything is me giving the middle finger to the world. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that on all the reviews that pop up. That's the first thing yeah. I see is you with the the middle finger and it's like oh, okay this is what we're throwing out there but it's like that's that's cool that they wanted to to go that way but it's it's not really like you said something that you would normally you know no see like we have, a, we have like other pictures you know like, yeah <laughs> like so cbc is like um you know one of the biggest television broadcasters here in canada where are you guys from uh i mean i'm in new jersey okay um Anyway, so CBC is like pretty huge broadcaster here in Canada, this national broadcaster. Um, but they're very like conservative, like they do a lot of kind of more family based stuff. But they totally use the picture of me giving the middle finger to the world. And I was like, what is happening right now? It's like everyone's changing all like for 10 years. It's like, go away. I'm a racist. We hate you. And now it's like, hey, you want to tell us to go fuck ourselves? No problem. We'll put it on the website. <laughs> But I mean, but it's it's really genius though to to use that as the the promotion picture, you know, because people are gonna see that and they're like, "Whoa, this guy's giving us the finger." Okay, we got to go see this play. Let's see what exactly he's 
he's talking about. I mean, you could use any of the other pictures you did, but I mean, this is a really like in your face thing. You know, people just scrolling through, they see you giving the, the middle finger. They're like, okay, what is he talking about? All right, we're going. All right, buy the tickets. You know, we're I on think, our way. I think you're right. Uh, but it's funny because the way that came about was there was a meeting at Summerworks where the market, the guy in charge of marketing, um, his name was Mark, Mark Marketing. Weird. Mark right? Marketing. Nice, nice. So, <laughs> so he was like, um, he was just talking about examples of photos that we could use for the poster, like because we every, every company had to come up with a, an image, and then he said you could even use the middle finger, and he used it as a joke. He said as a joke you could have a picture of you giving the middle finger. So then I whispered to the director, you know what's funny is that I actually have one of those <laughs> because I'd done this like photo shoot with one of the best photographers in Canada named Ian Brown. And just as a joke, he was like, yeah, you know, if you want to just stick out your middle finger, do something. And I just stuck out my middle finger, and it was kind of funny. And I was like, oh, like, so I actually have it, and it turned out pretty well. And then the director was, like, adamant about using it. And I even told him later, I was like, you know what, it's a little aggressive. Like, maybe maybe we can use another photo. He's like, no, 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 that's the one, that's the one, that's the one. I was like, all right, whatever. And now it's almost iconic. It's like people are going around the festival almost be like, Hey man, tell me to go fuck myself. Give me the finger. <laughs> you're the guy. You're the guy giving the middle finger on the poster. Yeah, yeah, can I, can so, I get a picture with you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, that, yeah. that's that's great though. That's 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 cool. So you had a you had a good run with that. I mean, do you plan on doing the the play again after the initial run, or is it just kind of one time a one time thing? Well, I mean, we got great reviews. People have been talking about doing it again. Um, I will say the writer-director is actually from your neck of the woods. He's from New York. Okay. Uh, his name is Ruvan Sologics, and he's actually got an anti-Donald Trump play called Grab Him by the Pussy. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I play the starring role in that. We, we do that in late October for a couple of weeks here in Toronto. Okay. So I'm kind of jumping right into that one. He just sent me the script today. It's it's insane oh i i i can imagine uh just <laughs> just from the the topic at hand and the and the title i can imagine uh where that one was gonna go yeah i mean our our whole thing was just like will he still be the president by the time we put up this play and it looks like he will unless he kills us all right <laughs> if something catastrophic happens in the next couple months like, I hope that's just, you know, like, just people talking shit. But, you know, you just don't know, right? Yeah. No, these these days, you you don't know. With the things that you see uh, in the news, and I, and I try not to get too deep into to things on here about what's going on in the world and all that stuff. But, yeah, with, the, with how things are these days, uh, you never know what to expect, what's going to happen next day to day. Yeah, so, I mean... I, you know, like there've been a lot of threats for so, like, so many years. I'm sure it's, it's not such a process as go, oh, oh yeah, you don't think I'll do it? You don't think I'll do it? Nuclear button press. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it is scary that we we live in a world where, like, if some crackpot really wanted to do it, like, I think they could just do it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, at this, at this point, I mean, it's probably right out there. It's ready to go. It's just somebody has to. Like I said, just hit that button and uh, right. all hell, hell's breaking loose. Like, I'm hoping there's at least, like, a series of buttons. Yeah, <laughs> not just that one. And then, yeah. like, I hit that the one big red button and, you know, everything's done. It's like, okay, 
Yeah. Let's hit the these forty five different buttons, and maybe you get to you know number twenty five, and then it's like, ah, you know what? Maybe we should <laughs> be doing <laughs> this. <laughs> maybe let me let me think about that again. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Or, or like if or like you just you're like tired, and you you know you just kind of like lean on your desk because you're tired. And you push the button, we all die. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I should have leaned to the left and not to the right on that right. one. Uh, I fucked up. <laughs> But who knows? I mean, I don't know if it's a metaphor for the really is a button or I, I don't know. I guess I'm betting on humanity surviving. You know, we've lasted this long. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say that. I was going to say lasted this long. You'd hope, you know, it wouldn't be something stupid like this that's going to uh, to end us all. But One thing that made me feel better, actually, was that for whatever reason, I was listening to Joe Rogan, who I really like. Uh, and I don't know him personally, obviously, but just like listening to the podcast and Polly Shore was on it. And he was talking about how the guy who runs North Korea, um, I'm not sure what his, his name is or whatever, but like he's apparently like good friends of like Dennis Rodman. Oh yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen many mm-hmm. of the pictures of the two of them hanging out, and Rodman was making a bunch of trips out there a couple of years ago. You know, like he, for some reason, I guess he loves them. Yeah, they're like chilling on water skis and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that makes me feel like I'm like, okay, so this guy, this crazy guy, like he's into basketball. Like he's he, you know, he's like younger than me. He's like in his early thirties, I think. Yeah. So he can't. He's not like completely fucked up. So there's got to be at least part of him that's like, oh, like maybe I'm not a complete psychopath, and the world can live another day, so I can hang out with my buddy Dennis Rodman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that—that's all it takes, is you know, just sending Dennis Rodman over there just to hang out with him, and they can, you know, uh, do whatever it is the two of them do together. Are they playing, you know, like one-on-one uh, yeah. <laughs> basketball, like where where Dennis Rodman has to let him win, you know? <laughs> Or like they could do it to get like like he could just shoot and then Rodman gets all the rebounds because that's really his specialty anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you know, just just guys just hang out, relax. You know, have a couple drinks, and and have a good time. I hope so. I mean, this is the thing about Trump too, right? Like, obviously, I'm not like a Trump fan or anything, but I don't know. I mean, I always he always seemed like the kind of guy who could take a joke before, you know. And now he, I don't know, he's just so, like, like up his own ass. And I just, and I don't know, like, power, like, how much does power change people, you know? Yeah, I mean, it is, uh, it is a big change, you know, overnight. I mean, literally, I mean, going from, you know, business mogul to, you know, president of the United States of America. I mean, that that's quite a big change to happen overnight, especially since, you know, you didn't do any other type of politics or anything like that beforehand and now all of a sudden you're you're in charge of a whole country right it's a crazy world like you said you know especially like you said like 10 years ago your play wouldn't have been <laughs> put out but now if you look at just the world we live in today it's it's not that extreme what you're saying <laughs> No, no. So that's one. That's what it is, right? Like society's sort of always like changing, and I don't know. It's kind of confusing because I'm here, like, what? Like I'm gonna turn forty this year, and I just like, what the fuck is that? I like, what have I learned in my forty years on the planet? I have no idea because the rules change like every week. Exactly. Yeah. The things we, the things we grew up, you know, learning in school and doing that, half the things don't apply anymore. So it was really, it's like, oh, that was just a waste of time. <laughs> Like, can you imagine if you have, like, a journalism degree? Like, 
and, and it's like 10 years old, like everything you learned, like doesn't matter anymore. No, no. When it comes to, you know, uh, the world today with social media and reporting through that, I mean, yeah, nothing compared to, you know, oh, I'm going to go write for a, uh, you know, a newspaper or a, or a magazine or something like that. And it's like, okay, you know, how many people are really reading these things anymore and how many of those jobs are really left to go around? It seems like the only certainty in life is like try to not die. <laughs> like if you can find a way to not be dead, it's like you're winning. You're winning. <laughs> you, you are you are winning in life by by not dying on any given day, which which is true. Yeah, so that's sort of my sophisticated analysis of evolution. <laughs> Just try, try not to die, y'all. Try not to die. See, there we go. Spreading the uh, the knowledge here today uh, for for everybody out there that that's listening. <laughs> that's it. That's all I fucking know. The older I get, like the dumber I get, and I just think I'm gonna make this shit simple. Like, try to have more fun. Try not to die. Do the shit you like. You know what I mean? If you like a girl, ask her out. Just fucking ask her. Like, who cares? yeah, just you have to just go for it. You said, like I said, you have to do what what you like to do. What what's enjoyable for you and you know just just go for it i mean you're not just gonna sit around and try to you know like and don't try to make other people happy do whatever makes you happy you know if you want to go out and climb a mountain go for it you know if you want to go go drink a case of beer and and pass out go for it (laughs) that's it We've just solved all the world's problems. That, that's it. That, that's what we do here. We try, we're, we're problem solvers. Appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> it. So, so what's, what's next for you on the, uh, on the horizon? Now that you, you did your play, as I know you said you have the, the next play coming up about uh, Trump, but I know you do other acting. I do a lot of stuff. Stuff like to, that. Yeah, well, so I've got two. I'm also a writer. I've got two screenplays in development with a major Hollywood studio. Um, I'm not really supposed to talk about too much about details and stuff, but I've, I, okay. I have two projects with celebrities attached. Okay. Um, but, you know, every day it's like, oh, so-and-so, like like some super famous person is, is going to be in the movie. And I'm like, oh, great. And then a week later it's like, oh, yeah, they're not they're not in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, they they moved on to something else. It's like okay, they get the first script. They say, oh yeah, this is cool. I'm gonna do this. But then the next one comes through. It's like I just want to get one. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, my sort of experience with Hollywood is limited, but it's pretty amazing, like how quickly like shit can happen, but also how long it takes at the same time. Um, oh yeah, I, I could imagine. I could imagine that with you know how long it can take them to you know drag through you know getting a script and getting into production getting a cast and people involved with it i mean you'd probably be sitting there waiting for for a while oh man and it's crazy like one of these one of these projects has fallen apart and been resurrected i want to say like fucking 12 times in the last three years and it's like every time something really shitty happens it's like a week later, something so fucking awesome happens, and you just go, it's ma- it's just amazing, like how quickly things can actually happen in this world. I don't know if it's like social media or just technology or life, but it's just like your whole life can change so quickly. Um, 
So even like my play, right? Like my like and whatever. Forget about the ten years. Even just like a month ago, it was like this play. It's like okay, that sounds cool. We got so much publicity in like a week. That the play went from like, oh, that sounds interesting to like, okay, this is the play you absolutely have to see. I had some of the top people in the Canadian entertainment industry coming to my play and they're like, oh my God, are the tickets loud? It's like, the, it was sort of this meteoric rise of publicity. So CBC, again, this big television broadcaster had done it like an, they had done like a documentary on me, like a mini doc, like about a minute long. And I guess what they had done is they had, it was very brilliant actually, but they had timed the release of that documentary to coincide with the opening of my play. Okay. Which I had no idea about, but it basically just gave it this extra boost of attention. And then CBC wrote this other article and they pitched this and then somebody else. At, like, it's just like, we're in this kind of world now where, I, and I don't know, I'm not in the press, but it seems like people kind of, like the press kind of piles up on each other. You know what I mean? It's like if yeah, one person yeah. gets the big story, then and then all of a sudden, like like the podcasters are jumping in, and the blogs are jumping in, the newspapers are jumping yeah, in. Everybody kind of starts piggybacking off of that one that one thing, and 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 it goes by so quick too. I mean, it's like you said, like okay, one day you just threw out there, okay, I'm doing this play, then all of a sudden, you know, everybody's talking, about it, everybody wants a piece of it, and then I mean, not in your case, you know, but in certain cases with other, you know trending topics you know it's like for three days it's like the biggest thing then all of a sudden it just vanishes nobody ever talks about it ever again it's like oh remember that thing oh yeah that was that's so three days ago you know nobody's talking about that anymore i mean the biggest thing ever i agree i'm fortunate in a way that because i have a 20-year career um i have like i have really good teams on all my shit right so i'm kind of perfectly positioned when i get this super attention to get it out to all my channels right and then, you know, like I have just people, I have like people who who just work for me and promote me and do my stuff. So when, when all when I'm hot, like we can we can turn that into other gigs, yeah. right? Keep the ball rolling off. Not, not putting it. Oh, hello. And you know, keep yourself, keep your name out there, keep it rolling, and not saying like, oh, remember that guy? Oh yeah, no, he did something a week ago. We don't care about him anymore. Yeah, that's it, right? But I also know that. So I have so many projects at various stages of development that I, there's always another project ready to go. Like I'm like I'm like probably ten deep. You know what I mean? Project, you're keeping yourself busy. You have a bunch of things in your channels, and then you keep going through. That's the way to do it because the worst thing to do is like if you get all this attention, everybody says what's next, and you don't have an answer. Like you right. just stop, right? Yeah. Uh, things, maybe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's, I what? I mean, what's your? I mean, I know you said you know you you do your writing, you do your acting, and everything. I mean, what's your? What do you like best out of everything? You know, writing you know, producing, acting. I mean, what, what would be Act- your, your favorite out of the bunch? Acting for me is definitely like what I enjoy the most. It's super fun. Um, but writing is kind of what has given me the most. I mean, it's not like I'm a super powerful guy or whatever, but in terms of autonomy, uh, writing has really opened up a lot of doors for me. Uh, so 
I definitely enjoy acting the most, but writing has sort of given me the best status, um, which is very helpful as, a, as an actor as well, because it's like, I'm pretty like recognized as a writer and then I can just act whenever the fuck I want because I'll just act in my own shit, right? There you go. See, you write it, you act it, and it's like, you know, see, look, I do it all. Like some actors are like, you know, they'll, they'll like want, they'll have like a writing team to like, oh, so if they if they really need something made, they've got like a team that can do it. Um, but like I have like a pretty good writer who works for me all the time. And his name is Bobby Del Rio and he works for free. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And... Like for me, he works for free for me. Other people right. pay through the tits. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. If you're writing your own stuff. Yeah, free of charge. But if somebody else comes to you and says, "Hey, man, I want you to put together a a script for this," it's like, "All right, yeah, man, it's it's gonna cost you though." Yeah, but it's funny because, but I can like obviously like tailor it to my personality. Where like, if you're an actor but you don't have those writing skills, and you let's say you want someone to write the perfect role for you, like your personality, like you're paying that person, and if they're if they're if they're the better they are, the more you're gonna pay them, right? Right, yeah. I mean, but who better to to tailor over yourself? Yeah, like, you know? Well, that's it, right? <laughs> so it's pretty valuable. Oh yeah, I mean that that's great to be able to be able to work on both sides, you know, of the of the screen there. You know, being in front of the camera, acting, and behind the scenes, you know, writing. I mean, have you done any, um, like, directing and yeah, producing done, and stuff like that, too? Yeah, yeah, I, I all of it for 20 years. I, I know, you know, I know, I mean, I, you can't ever know everything, but, like, I have a lot of experience making stuff. Started in theater, I've done web, I've done feature film, television, and I've just done it over and over and over and over again. I know every aspect of it really, really well. I know how to do it. You know, efficiently, economically, I, I know it like so well. I could, I could write a book about it pretty easily, and that having that much knowledge of the industry, it gives you such a complex perspective that I can just make whatever I want. And I also, I generally find myself ahead of the curve um, because I can kind of predict where things are going just because I have so much experience, right? And that that's great to be able to do it to do it all and like you said so you know what what people expect and you know if you're just the actor on on the set and the director is telling you something you can say all right i i understand where you're coming from i've been in your shoes i've i've done similar things before so you can kind of understand a little bit better not saying that just people that are actors don't know that but i think it gives you a little a little extra oh yeah well even like I mean, it may sound a little silly, but I, I like even like I know what questions not to ask a director because it'll piss them off. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because I've been in that director's shoes. Right. So, you know, I know. OK, so I know what kind of annoys me when I'm a director and an actor's not really paying attention to other things. So it actually just like I just think having an understanding for all the different like departments, um, it just gives you more respect for other people. And then. You just know how to conduct yourself more, you know. Exactly, and I would, yeah, because you you've been in their shoes, you know <clears throat> what goes into it, and you know how tough somebody else's job is, and not it's not just all about you 
as the actor, you know, all these other people have their own responsibilities, their own deadlines to meet. Uh, they're answering to somebody else too, you know, it's not just the actor getting anything perfect. It's, it's really, it's a team effort with everything. It's just that some people don't understand that. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely do. Right. So like I, and, and I think that's why I, especially being in a position of leadership with my projects, which I generally am, I respect everybody. I respect the, like, the person who's lowest on the totem pole because I've done that job, right? I know what it's like to be a production assistant. I know what it's like to have one line. I know what it's like. So if you, when I'm the star of a project, uh, and I've been actually getting that more and more where I'm attached as the star of, of projects over and over again, which is, which is a nice place to be. But I, I really truly respect an actor that's got three lines because you need everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's <clears throat> that's that's the truth right there. I mean, I mean, it, it takes more than one person to put together a great, you know, you know, movie, play, whatever it might be. I mean, even like I said, just the the people that only have a few lines or a small part, you know, without that, the whole thing falls apart. Yeah, like I'm a, you know, I'm a sports guy too, right? I mean, you, like teams win more than individuals. Even like you, even like someone like LeBron James. I mean, obviously he's a great he's a great player, but like you need a good team around him or you're dead. Yeah, ask you the ball to to make the shot, and if they if they can't get the ball from somebody else, then you're just standing there in the corner crying by yourself. Well, I mean, talking about Dennis Rodman, just to bring him back, I mean, he's yeah. a big part of three of those Bulls teams that won. Exactly, right? yes, yes. You know, you couldn't have a, a dynasty you know, without that. I mean, yeah, I mean, Jordan is great. I'm a big Jordan fan. I was a big fan of oh, the yeah. of those Bulls teams growing up. But, you know, with a lot of those guys, if they weren't you know, if one of those teams. Yeah, you need Steve Kerr spotting up in the corner there. Exactly, you know. So it's it, like I said, it takes more than than one guy to try yourself and try done with those other guys around you. It's it's not going to work out most of the time. No, and so that's definitely my point of view. So when I enter into a project, uh, whatever I do, it's like we're we're a team, and I love being part of a team, and it's really like. You know we're here. We're here to win the game. Now, generally, I consider myself the leader of the team, and I conduct myself in a way that helps everybody. But I also set really high standards for myself, and I try to lead by example. Um, and I think that when you work really hard and you do things for the right reasons, people pay attention, and, and it does create like a winning culture. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say people start to feed off of that. You know, if they see that you're really trying hard. You're putting in the extra mile when it comes to whatever it is you're doing on the set. You know, other people kind of pick up on that. They're like, oh, you know, this guy's really going all out. You know, maybe I'll step it up a bit. I'll I'll try a little extra harder for for this scene or or whatever. So like you get all this thing as well. Yeah, that's right. And like my director, he said that to me many times. Even this last play, right? Is that. I was always like I'm consistently coming half an hour, an hour earlier than everybody else. I'm warming up faster. I'm like having you know, the more positive attitude. I'm like the first one who's memorized my lines. You know, it's like 
I, I think that, you know, you can push people to a higher standard. And it's like I never told anybody what to do. But it's just like these are the things that I'm doing. I'm conducting myself. I'm pushing myself to a higher standard. And it doesn't take very long for the next person to go, oh, fuck. Well, if he's doing that, like, I'm, I'm going to do that, too. Exactly. Yeah. You hope that, you know, you I mean, you do it mainly for yourself and you want to put on the best performance you can. But if if other people will follow you and do the same thing, then that just takes the whole production to the next level. You know, I mean, something that could be, you know, an all right play or or production. But, you know, when you see people are really trying and and going that extra step, then it's like, OK, man, this, this thing's really awesome. Then next thing you know, like for your play, you're getting these great reviews on on all these sites and people are, you know, buying tickets left and right. The play's selling out. And, you know, people want to get their hands on it. Yeah, and that's basically what happened. It was pretty cool. Yeah, so that's that's awesome. I, I, I appreciate you coming on here to, to talk about everything. And, you know, uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you out there doing some more uh, some more projects in the future. And I'm, I'm sure we will be uh, seeing some things in, in the coming months with your uh, with your Trump, uh, <laughs> yeah. Trump play out there. Oh, I'm sure we'll be getting some press for that. Yeah, yeah, uh, good, good and bad uh, from probably both sides for, <laughs> for for that one. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I don't know how many Trump supporters are paying attention, you know, to to theater and art, but um, there must be some. Yeah, I would I would assume so. They're they're from all walks of life and in different areas where you'll find them. So I'm assuming once you. Like you say that now, you said, I wonder how many are paying attention to it, but I'll guarantee you in, you know, a couple months when you start, you know, uh, promoting these things out on, you know, Twitter or Facebook, uh, you'll probably be getting a lot of uh, colorful comments, I'll say, uh, (laughs) (laughs) directed towards you. Right. I'll send them your way. How about that? Oh, no, no, I don't want them. You you can have them. You're you're doing it, not me. Right. That's true. Damn it. Yeah. That's you, man. You, you, uh. You just you made your bet with that one, but hopefully, but hopefully it turns out well for you. I'll be I'll be rooting for you, and uh, I mean now I know you're in, you're in Canada. I mean, do you make it down to like do anything in like New York City or, or anything well, like I, that? I was actually just there like three weeks ago. I did Tony Robbins in Newark, New Jersey. Okay. You know that you do you know what that is the UPW? I I've heard of it, but I I don't I don't know offhand. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's like kind of like a four-day. It's hard to describe. It's kind of like a motivational seminar, but it's almost like a rock concert and a therapy session, and like it's pretty fucking, pretty cool. But there were fourteen thousand people, and I spent a week there in the Prudential Center. Mm. Okay. So that actually, I guess that would have been mid-July. Okay. All right. No, that that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, do, do you think you'll be? Like heading towards, you know, Broadway for anything in the future. We'll we'll be we we'll be seeing you over there. I mean, you know, man, everything is possible. Especially, I mean, look, I'm 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 writing for, you know, one of the biggest Hollywood studios in the world right now. So anything is possible. I'm making I'm doing more and more business in the United States every week. So I wouldn't rule anything out at this point. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I I best of luck to you, man, out there. And and if you do. Make it out here. I'll try to to, to come out there and, and see if if you do make it to the city or if you're back in the New Jersey area again. Let me know and uh, 
I'll come out there and, and check out one of the shows. I oh, appreciate it, man. I'll hit you up for sure. I'll, uh, you know, I'll crash in your guest house. Yeah. <laughs> I'll eat I got, all I got, your food. I got, I got space, man. I got, I got a lot of booze. So, uh, oh, I got, I got that. You just got yourself a guest. Yeah. <laughs> but what's your, so what's your drink of choice? You know, uh, what do you usually go towards? Well, you know, I, I don't know if you're going to like kick me off the podcast. Now. This is actually a new thing. It's really only been a month or two, but I'm actually like, I don't know if I'll do it for the rest of my life, but I'm actually liquor free right now. Okay. Okay. All right. That, just just to kind fine. of try it. Like, how do I feel? Like, how does it make my body feel? You know, I'm like, I lost 40 pounds like two years ago. Okay. And I completely changed my diet. Um, so I'm, I'm on the real sort of health kick right now. Okay. Okay. That that's fine. That's fine. I, uh, all right. All right. Uh, thanks. All right. Bye. I mean, uh, no, no, that's uh, no, that's that's no, that's that's fine. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I've I've talked to many people before, and you know that were big. I mean, I don't know how much of a if you were a big drinker or just a casual drinker, but I partied. No, I partied. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and some people have said you know they've they've gone clean and cut out the alcohol and they're happy and healthy and doing a lot better so man kudos to you if that's how you're living now and you're doing good then hey my hats off to you i mean look no judgment i didn't really have any problems or anything i was just like oh, just try it like i try things but ryan ginger was definitely something i really enjoyed okay okay i mean I, i've actually had a few people on the show in the past you know i had this one uh girl who was uh she was a burlesque dancer out in las vegas and and she was a big drinker, and we I had her on the podcast. Uh, this was last summer, and you know, even on the show, you know, she's you know throwing back drinks and everything. And then you know, all of a sudden, a couple months ago, she says, you know, she you know uh, she went vegan, you know, stopped eating meat, and you know, cut out alcohol. And she's like, you know, I feel so much better, you know, my head's so much clearer. And it's like, hey, you know, good good for you, you know. If you feel a lot better that way, that's not a problem. Yeah, I mean, you think you, you know, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. But I don't know. I don't really have any issues. I didn't really have any problems, like you know, when I was drinking. To be honest, I was never really like a major drinker. Like in undergrad, I, I definitely partied a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like casual stuff, not you know, getting blackout drunk every weekend or anything like that. But just having drinks here and there, casual stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think anything you do in moderation is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all depends on how far you you take it, and you know that's what I try to. I mean, for the most part, I keep myself on an <laughs> on an even level. I mean, every right. now and then, there's some times where you go a little a little too far and a little over the edge, but but that's to be expected. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have fun in this life too, right? Yeah, it's like I said, as long as long as you hopefully don't die, then like I said, you're winning. That's it, man. We solved all the rules. That's it. <laughs> Do your best not to die, and you're doing all right. Exactly. That's 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 perfect. So, all right. So we'll, we'll wrap things up with you. I appreciate you coming on and taking the time to chat about everything you have going on. So you know, take a few minutes here. You know, plug all the stuff you have going on: Twitter, Facebook, where people can find you. Okay. So my name is Bobby Del Rio. I'm on Twitter at, at @bobman. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at, at Bobby Del Rio, and I was on Facebook. You can add me. I actually approve anyone who wants to add me on Facebook. 
It's Bobby Del Rio, my name. I got a bunch of projects and stuff, but if you if you find my social media platforms, I'm always plugging everything. Okay, okay. Cool. that's me. All right, that's that's great. And I'll be looking forward to to hearing, you know, fingers crossed for you with the the stuff you have in production with the uh, with the major studios. Hopefully, you know, they look re- they look really good. I mean, you know, right. who knows, but they they sound very promising. Uh, that's awesome. Hopefully, I'll be rooting for you there, and hopefully, you know, I'll see you, you know, post something out there saying, "Oh, you know, I'm doing this with this company," and it's like, "Oh man, that's awesome." Yeah. Well, keep following me. There's more to come. All right. Awesome, man. Once again, thanks again for for coming on the show, and we'll we'll keep tabs on you, and you know, hopefully, once you get these big projects, we'll have you back on to, to chat about it. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care, man. Have a good night. All right. Peace. All right, there, there you go. There is Mr. Bobby Del Rio at the at Bob Man on Twitter. I'd like to thank him for coming on the show, chatting about the the world of acting, directing, writing, creating shit, um, and solving the world's problems one drink at a time. At least on my end of the show with uh, with Bunny with Bobcat. That's what we're here for. And like I said, as long as you you, you don't die, uh, you're you're doing okay in life. So, so I mean, next week we'll be back with another new uh, episode of the show. We'll be having Juice on the show from the the Juice in the Morning podcast. If you missed last week's show with AP from the from the Smugcast, uh, we were chatting. Uh, he was he was doing his his bromance. For, for juice there and I said hey man come on come on uh, uh join join the show and uh we'll be chatting with him next week as I have a cat here trying to to eat my microphone uh, uh wire here uh you know never a dull moment uh when we're doing a a live show so but as I said earlier uh NFL preseason is getting the ball rolling, uh, as you guys know, and the Bumwine Bob NFL Pick'em League is now open for for registrations. Uh, go on to to Yahoo on the NFL Pick'em League there, the football slash pick'em, and uh, join the league there. Group ID four five six eight, and password is Bobcat. 2017 uh i think we have seven or eight people uh that are on as of right now uh i can double check it for you guys and we're still missing a couple um uh, others that we usually have or i I know that i said that i didn't send out the uh winnings to our friends from iwis radio who won the the first two seasons? But um, I told him I, I will get it to you guys. Uh, be sure uh, just to join back in, join the fun. Uh, we can do it up for you. Uh, there will be something coming your way if you do join the league, and if you do win, you know hopefully. Uh, hopefully I'll win. I mean, I'll be, I'll be ready for it for you guys, but 
as I said, it's a good time. Talk some smack to your your fellow drinkers, and we will we will see what what happens in the in the future. So, I mean, that will you know what what else what else can I say for you guys? You know, just just join it up, buywinebob.com. Order your your brown bag koozies. Order the Bumwine Bob brown bag specials. We will have a new feature for you guys coming this Friday at BumwineBob.com. Um, we got a few more things in the works. Uh, it seems like, kind of like a broken record when I say that we have people lined up to do some new guest posts on the site. Uh, one of these days they will follow through with with what they what they tell me they're going to do uh we'll see but we'll we'll close out the show for you guys this week we're back live next week 10 p.m eastern sfdradio.com itunes stitcher btr just search phone with bobcat get your merch and we will see you guys next week with an all-new episode so until then cheers (laughs) 